another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Horror Show, the show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Nothing, man. We just did uh, The Last Boy Scout on uh, Patreon. That was a fun episode. We did. We did. We talked about football, and I gotta tell you, I'm getting a little fucking pissed. I set up a TV in the sunroom so I could see what's going on, and uh, the, the fucking uh, all, all I need is the Bears to score, like literally just fucking score anything. Opening drive, they go all the way down the field, and Andy Dalton throws an interception, which is like not only are they not scoring, but they're giving the defense points. So now I'm I'm fucking fucked, and then I'm in a uh, DraftKings. And I'm trailing by 0. .50, and the guy pretty much has the same team as me, except for one player. So I'm not going to win. I'm going to lose by, like, under one, and this season sucks. Good old Andy Dalton. Yeah. The pride of the pride of Texas. He was a horn frog. No, he, but he was a TCU horn <laughs> He was a TCU horn frog. A horny frog? He was a horny frog, baby. Go horn toads. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, speaking of horny toads, <laughs> there's no, seg- there's, there's no fucking segue there. Uh, black roses, black yes, roses. Highly requested. Oh boy. This has been requested, um, so often. Um, and you know, with our love of metal, um, I was, I was, uh, you know, I, uh, less metal than I thought. Let me put it that way. So, so I'm gl- I am so glad that you said that. <laughs> so, first of all, the director is a guy who did Rock and Roll Nightmare. Yes, which, you know that's on par with that, right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. this uh, this came out. I- I'm honestly so glad you said that because I wanted to bring it up to you. This came out in 1988, right? Yeah. Off the top of my head, and I like I could I got to do like <laughs> more digging, but off the top of my head. 1988 had Bathory, Bloodfire, Death Release, Death Release, Leprosy, Slayer released, South of Heaven, oh, King shit. Diamond released them. This is the fucking music that you're going to go with as like say this is the most vanilla metal <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Like, can you imagine putting on Bloodfire Death for this fucking town? They, their faces would melt. Like, you're you're upset about this? Are you kidding me? 1988, you had, uh, and well, should I do 88 or 87? Because of when it was filmed. Uh, um, yeah, we could do 87. Let's do 87. I mean, 88 is fucking stacked. I mean, 87 is already also insane. So 87. I mean, I mean, I, again, off the top of my head, I mean, no, yeah, Bathory no, had an album. Absolutely. Under the sign of the black mark, uh, Death had Scream Bloody Gore. So okay. Um, so wait, wait. Celtic Celtic Frost. <laughs> Even if you went to 86, 86 had Master of Puppets, Rain and Blood. Rain and Blood. Uh, and Peace Cell. Pleasure to Kill. <laughs> Darkness Descends. 80 you know, fucking break. 87 was Anthrax Among the Living. 
Uh, Bathory under the sign of the Black Mark, which I love that. Celtic Frost, you said. Um, Def Leopard Hysteria. Ap- that's more in line. Yeah, that's more in line. Appetite for Destruction was also released that year. But, like, even that, I don't know. Like, there was still more. These guys were supposed to be super subversive. You know what I mean? And, like, I would say even Appetite for Destruction had more subversive, like, rock tracks than, than these guys did. King Diamond Abigail. Fucking Napalm Death released Scum in 87. Scum. Wait till, the, wait, wait till that town gets a load of that. <laughs> I'll be really upset. Well, I think that was like the funniest part about this movie was like, I kept kind of uh, like they were painting it as as like an evil band. And like, I you just don't buy it at all throughout it. Like there were moments where I was like, kind of like clowning on the band in my notes. And then I was like, wait, no, they, but they actually are demons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like they're no like the mayor they are the most evil band <laughs> literally and uh like the mayor is like fighting with people and being like no like you know you did this when the beatles came out too basically which i was like yeah i, I love that it, it was like the jaws mayor for for rock and roll just yeah like, will you all shut the fuck up like yeah nothing to see here and i loved it and that guy was like totally right and i was like yeah fuck on yeah fuck right on and then then I realized, um, like, no, <laughs> they're, they're the fucking, they actually are demonic. So, like, <laughs> like they actually are right, which was a little weird twist there. Yeah, directed by John Fasano. He also did Zombie Nightmare, which I don't think I've seen. I don't think I've seen that either, and I want to. And- we, definitely, we definitely have to add it on there, because that's the one with Adam West, Tia Carrera, and our boy, John Michael, John Michael Thor. <laughs> Those three in a movie? How does that happen? <laughs> Adam West. We should do that soon. Yeah, we definitely should. That. Uh, I mean, we've been planning our our Halloween stuff. Uh, maybe maybe this makes its way in there. I'm down with it. Um, Nothing says Halloween like that. That could be our live show. For October. I'm, I'm all for it. That, I think that's a great live show for October. All right. That's what we'll do. Zombie Nightmare. Put it in the books. I'll forget about it in a week and we'll end up doing like fucking fart face or something. something some <laughs> bullshit movie that we're like, hey, remember when Damon Wayans was like, <laughs> did this obscure movie that only Joe and I care about? That's, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Enjoy. Why why are ticket sales higher? <laughs> um, I love it. I love it too, man. I wouldn't have it any other way. Um it's honestly my favorite thing. So this is basically Black Roses. Wait, here. what speaking speaking of live shows, we should plug ours. When when are we doing it? Um and by plug I mean it's for my my <laughs> my knowledge. <laughs> it is um hang on. Uh I have I have it here. Uh, September 25th. <laughs> shit. September 25th is the date. It's a Saturday. And the movie we are doing. Oh, we're doing. I still know what you did last I summer. still know. Yeah. I, still I never wrote idea. it down. So it still said Cry Wolf. And I was like, I know it's not that anymore. But I can't remember what it is. I still know. 
what you did last people summer. People are ty- people are hyped about that. No, that's that. I knew that would be a seller, man. That would be a seller because people were so hyped for. I know what you did last summer, so I think people are going to be excited. So that's just in a couple of weeks. So, so the twenty fifth. Yep, twenty fifth. Next week we're doing Jennifer's body. Then I still know what you did last summer, and then we'll probably. Hey, you know what? Oh, what? I'll, oh, sorry. I'm, uh, listen, I I'm a little under. You're, you're good. You're good. I, Football's been on all day, um, and I've been losing hundreds of dollars every fucking time. So I apologize in advance. But um, I should probably plug this for uh, Larry. Next weekend is Connecticut Horror Fest. I am going to swing by, and uh, I'm know, and i bringing it up now because I know a couple of our listeners from the tri-state area have messaged me asking if we're going to be down there. So Yeah, I might, I might, go. I might need to go to that, too. Maybe I'll I mean, I got to Keith David's going to be there. Matthew Lillard. Uh, Sean, if you want to go, man, uh, let's see if we can get some interviews because I, I have some questions for people. And by yeah. questions, I mean like, hey, Matthew, remember uh, when you were in that Ghoulies movie? And it'll be like, get the fuck away from me. I'm trying to sign autographs. Remember when you were in Ghoulies 4? Uh, yeah, let's <laughs> dig up some like super obscure movies and infuriate them. Have we ever talked about, and I know we have a movie to discuss, but have we ever discussed, <laughs> I know, have we ever talked about... How, um, fuck, why can't I think of his name right now? Um, ah, oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. Phil Anselmo, our interaction with Phil Anselmo at <laughs> Rock and Shock. Have we ever discussed that on the show? I don't know if we have. Uh, I, I feel like we might, something. <laughs> I feel like we might have buried that deep down. <laughs> Remember, uh, I remember our plan was the next time to get him to punch me, just 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 for standing too next too close to him. <laughs> I mean, abbreviated story. I don't want to go really go into it, but uh, abbreviated story was we really wanted to talk to Phil, um, even though he's a piece of shit. But we were like, we got to talk to him, right? Because like, why the fuck not? He's a lot here. of history there. Yeah. Yeah, and we we kind of like locked eyes with him like from across he had no one at his fucking table zero people absolutely zero fucking people it was him and his handler and we like locked eyes with him from like across the hall and i've never seen somebody like tell me with their eyes like if you come near me i'm gonna fucking kill you like he was so fucking miserable oh and we'd also talked to the handler that's what happened so 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 no you're right uh he did make eye contact with us and like he did a like out face that he does, you know what I'm talking about? Like he sticks his lip yeah. out. Like, this is like fight or flight face. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, we, and and Sh- like Sean and I are both like, we should not go over there. And then, like, of course, me being a fucking stupid idiot, I was like, well, let's just go be like, we want to ask him some questions. So we asked the handler, and she, and she was the most pleasant yeah. person in the world. She's like, of course, like, of course, let let me ask him. And he like kicked his chair. <laughs> he like stood up and kicked his chair, and he's like. I gotta go take a fucking piss. I don't have time for this shit. And she was like, they just want to ask a few questions. She's like, I gotta go take a fucking piss. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we were like, and then we, and then and then he did, and we still like like we didn't have anything else to do. So like at that at that point, me and Sean were both like, we're not gonna talk to this fucking asshole. So we just we were just waiting around because I, I think we we're gonna talk to Skeet Ulrich. I think because yeah. we interviewed him after. So we were just like. 
resting against the pole by him. And when he came back out, he, like, double-taked and saw that we were still in the vicinity. And, like, you could just see him animatedly talking to his handler, like, pointing at us, being like, these fucking pieces of shit are still nearby. <laughs> and again, he had no one at that fucking table. So it's not like, it's not like, dude, I totally respect when people have a giant line and they're like, we can't talk. Usually, you and I won't even approach them. Like... We'll, right. we'll we'll try and talk to the handler if we can, but, like, we're not going to, like, be dickheads and be like, can you please talk to us for 30 minutes while there's, like, a giant line of people? Right. Um, but, like, dude, you have no one there. You can't even be like, this is fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> what? It's so funny because, like, uh, the guy from the Burbs, um, and I'm blanking on his name. I, fuck. But he's from the Burbs. He's from Children of the Corn. Yes. Um, you know him. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's yeah. In, um, Can't Buy Me Love. He had people. And we were like, hey, man, when you have a second, can we, like, ask you a few questions? And he was like, come here right now. And, like, talk to us for as long as we wanted. It was, like, gracious. Right? Yeah. And Phil had nobody. He was so annoyed at the thought that somebody might ask him something. It was Courtney Gaines, right? That's it. That's it. Yeah, Courtney Gaines. Yeah, he was, like, a super nice guy. Yeah, and Phil and someone had no one. He wasn't selling shit. Yeah. And I think that was after his uh, big fan of white wine r- routine, or was it? So, so I'm not going to make excuses for Phil, but I I do genuinely believe that played a part in it because he yeah. he just was embroiled in some controversy, which you can't really call it controversy because he was on video, like you can't talk his way out of that. But I'm I'm pretty sure he was like, I'm going to be asked about this. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, you're 100 percent right. Actually, I I don't think I even put that together at the time. For sure, I would probably avoid talking to people. <laughs> also, if I was a fucking ra- if I was on record of being a racist, it was suddenly being asked and then claiming it was about white wine. <laughs> that I was a big fan of white wine. <laughs> fucking asshole. <laughs> Stupidest thing I ever heard. Fucking moron. Also, I'm glad we didn't talk to him. What a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. I just wanted to ask him Seth Putnam questions, which. Would have also pissed him off. Dude, he would have been, oh my god, he would have been so <laughs> fucking mad. I feel like. Hey, hey, why were you on that fucking piece of shit Seth's uh, anal cut album? And why was he on the Great Southern Trend Kill? And he'd be he fucking lose his mind. <laughs> were you the one sucking his dick on that in that picture when he was, <laughs> when he was tying off? <laughs> you, know, you know that was Seth's wife? Is it really? It was, yeah. Oh my god, well. Fucking nightmare All right, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of rock and rollers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, see, that's the type of shit that should have been in Black Roses. <laughs> Fucking demons getting blown on stage. Damien apparently. Damien 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 tying off on stage with one of the women blowing him. Uh that would be amazing. But um, this this movie is a little weird. This movie's a lot weird. This movie's a lot weird. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> There's some moments that you go, huh? <laughs> and which not much different than Rock and Roll Nightmare, where you were kind of like, oh, that's an interesting, <laughs> that's an interesting choice. <laughs> and very much like Rock and Roll Nightmare in the sense that they had these bizarre monsters that are not like super critical to the plot, but like they're just around, you know what I mean? Like the flying dick monsters. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a very similar vibe to this where like a giant arachnid monster, like pops out of a speaker, but like, that's the end of that. Like that, <laughs> that, that just happens once. And you're just like, all right, I guess, 
<laughs> just do whatever the fuck you want, man. I mean, I, I'm cool with it. <laughs> um, so he directed this. He directed Rock and Roll Nightmare. He directed Zombie Nightmare. Uh, this one was the biggest budget. Um, Rock and Roll Nightmare was shot for $52,000. Um, he claims he made $400,000 on it. I don't think that that's true. no fucking way he made 400000 on Rock and Roll Nightmare. <laughs> and then they gave him $400,000 to make this. Um, but due to uh, the promotion and other things, the film's budget was almost a million dollars on this movie. Really? Yeah, which is insane. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they it all went to Vincent Pastor's uh, salary. <laughs> Who? Why is that guy a big deal? Oh wait, Vincent Pastor. Wait, never mind. Wait, no, no, I take that back. I just kept seeing. That's not who I was talking about. What I was talking about was this fucking guy. Um, where's his name? Carmen a a piece. Carmen a PC. Oh, dude, he's one of the greatest rock drummers of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Him, him, and his brother, man. Oh, that's cool. Um, they, yeah, they, they've been. Ever, I mean, Carmen was in um, Vanilla Fudge, which uh, nobody knows who Vanilla Fudge is, but <laughs> they're sweet. <laughs> and uh, he was in uh, Cactus and uh, Jeff Beck Boger and a, a piece. Like he, he's a legend. His brother was in uh, Black Sabbath. Oh, cool. Did Bill Ward spot. Yeah, that's awesome. So, because I I kept seeing that a lot, where people were like, "Carmen Apice is in it," and I'm like, "Oh, I don't know what that means." But like, yeah, no, he he's one of the greatest rock drummers ever. Okay, all right, that's who I thought you were saying, dude. But back to what you were saying, uh, yeah, Vincent Pastore <laughs> playing Big Pussy before Big Pussy was a character is <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> dude, he called it the first time he's introduced. He calls a kid a stunad. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" This is great. <laughs> he drops stunad fungul in, in a in a three minute scene. He's like, hey, "You fire fungul, bit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you fucking stunad, get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> he's, wrong. he's saying homophobic jokes and being like, "Get the fuck out of here, kid!" <laughs> I I can't I can't tell you how like at home it makes me feel. Not the homophobic part, obviously. The the hearing the stunad because that that was. All you fucking heard growing up in my household. And like at my grandfather's like, yeah, this guy's a fucking stunad. Just talking about me and my brothers who were like six and seven. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking children. Which really, these kids are also in this. They're all high schoolers. <laughs> you fucking stunad. For no re- Like he hadn't done anything. He's literally walking out of his bedroom. <laughs> fucking big- Sean, Sean, if, if you've been around Italians, I don't know if they do it anymore because I feel like that word's dying off. But like in the early 90s, it would literally just be like you stumble out of bed. You'd be like, oh, this fucking stunad waking up. Like, you know. What am I supposed to do? Just like exactly what happens here. The kid is literally going to school, and Big Pussy's just standing in his doorway, being like, "Yeah, fucking stunad's up. Hey, hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> Giving him grief before he's even fucking gotten out of his room. Yeah, yeah that, that most realistic scene in any movie I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you got Julie Adams in here too, who was um. The uh, she was in the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes. So that's that's really it. Those are our stars. We got, we got Lou Ferrigno's wife. Get the f- oh, that's she's the um the mayor's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh no. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, she is. She is. So that she's older, the older one. 
What? She's the old, the older one. Yeah, but she's still that daughter. She's still the daughter of the okay. man. I know it was very confusing, Joe, because because <laughs> they gave a character. Uh, oh wait, oh wait. When the teacher goes to the house, yes. <laughs> wait, the teacher goes to the house and confronts her. That that that's Lou Ferrigno's wife. But yes. you're right because I remember upstairs the dad's like, "Hey, is someone down there?" And it's like they've just been screaming at each other at the top of their lungs. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, somebody's down there. She's like, uh, "No, Dad." They had and also she's like forty. Like <laughs> they had a blowout <laughs> fight. They had a blowout <laughs> fight, and the dad's like, "Oh, somebody here." <laughs> Yeah, no, that's her. Yeah, she's she's the mayor's daughter. You, it, it was the writing's not great, but it, it. What did you think about the movie? Let's let's start there. Okay, um, it's it's fun. It's fun in a campy sense. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if if you're looking for horror, I mean, look elsewhere. <laughs> um, and like I said about the music, that kind of. Threw me off, like yeah. just being a metal fan, being like, "Why is this band?" But but <laughs> you've already made that point. Like they are literal demons, so whatever. Um, it, it's fun in like a rock and roll nightmare kind of way, which I love. I like rock and roll nightmare better. Um, I think if you're a fan of like cheesy '80s, and if you're a fan of like hard rock, check it out. I think you'd have fun with it. I mean, th- I don't think this movie is meant to be seriously critiqued. No, no, it's it's like Footloose with like. Yeah. The occasional it decent like- special effects. <laughs> but there's no sweet, uh, let's hear it for the boy dance montage. No, there's it's not. Awesome. I mean, you sh- they should have thrown it in there. Um, my, I guess my critique would be like, there's just way too many characters. <laughs> it's like, they got, I got lost. Like, there were people, like, even like what we're talking about with the daughter, right? Like, the fact that this was like the mayor's daughter, but like, the teacher, the main character who's a teacher, um, he's dating the mayor's daughter, but, like, he's also linked with, like, Also has, students. like, a romantic interest with the student, which is very weird. Oh, boy, yeah. That was bizarre. There's a few – there's a bunch – so all these people are are high schoolers, which also fun fact the the main the main teenager who's played by Frank Dietz, his name is um Johnny Johnny the Johnny character. Yeah, he was twenty eight at the fucking time. It <laughs> was he. Yeah, <laughs> old fucking Toby Maguire routine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just it. it, it Ah, boy, there's just a bunch of scenes where these kids are like way too you like mm, kind of weird, kind of fucking, kind of fucking weird to do. And uh, well, I guess we'll get to that scene a little bit later, but whatever. Um, yeah. So I I think it's um I don't know. I guess I guess it's pretty good. Like I don't know. I, again, like like you said, it's, it's good for what it is. Yeah. Like you're gonna if you like movies that are campy, uh, you're gonna have fun with it. I guess my problem with some of these movies is like you might as well have just turned this into like a, like a PG thirteen movie because it wasn't worth. I'm sure it's rated R because there's nudity in it, but like it was so not cor- till the very fucking end. It, yeah, why, why is there not nudity in this entire? Thing? It, it, I was expecting nudity throughout. I really thought that this was going to be like a, a nude fest, and, and it's not at all. It's actually kind of weird. And the main shot of nudity in this is the three-minute scene of a woman rubbing her breasts. 
for for yeah. no reason in the mirror by herself and then just putting her clothes back on. She she goes to the mirror, takes her top off, rubs her breasts for a few minutes, <laughs> puts her top back on and leaves. That's the scene. Uh, what is that set yeah. up? We have no fucking idea. <laughs> And I, and I say that about the nudity because, like, you always associate, like, sex, drugs, rock and roll, mm-hmm. right? And this is a demonic band. Like, I thought they would amplify that. Like, that's what would get the parents going. And and also, it's the 80s, you know? <laughs> you didn't need an excuse. And this movie gave you an excuse. Dude, it's so it eight- just kind of bizarre. Exactly. It's 88. You got the guy that directed a movie with fucking monster penises that flew around. And, and John Michael Thor wearing nothing. Uh, like you would, you totally. I I just totally expected it, but um, yeah, you know, not bad. All right, <clears throat> all right. So movie kicks off uh to an incredibly jarring scene of these monsters just rocking the fuck out. And honestly, good prosthetics, like the way that their mouths move. I was I was pretty impressed. It was fucking nuts, and a, a little bit of a rawhead Rex vibe there. Um. The, those did, yeah. th- those costumes don't really come back though, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, which is weird. Um, but and, and I read that like a lot of the special effects, it was like I don't know. I don't want to say it was like a troubled shoot, but it sounds like they had to film this in six weeks, and they got some. They got they had some t- a tough time. Uh, filming some of this stuff. Like that first scene took three weeks to do. To make three weeks? Yeah. So just to make the prosthetics and yeah, stuff? Or? Yeah, for the prosthetics, which is like sounds like <laughs> I don't sounds know. Sounds like a long time. <laughs> Seems like a very long time. I mean I don't know anything about it, so I could be talking about that. <laughs> it could ex- it could explain the million dollar budget. <laughs> um yeah, yeah, it was fucking weird. Uh, we, we open, so when we open up this, this rock band, they're, they're monsters, they're playing on stage to this crowd that's going nuts outside is a guy who's like watching it. He gets arrested and they're like, there's a court order to end the show. Uh, they open up the doors and these zombie skeletons just run out. Yes. And then cut to a new town where you see this one of the, you, you, you get the vibe. This is the, the one of the rockers from a band, and he's looking very menacingly at the town around him. This very small town, um, and you see posters with his face saying "Damien, Damien Live, Black Roses." Um, and then we're introduced to our cast of teens. You got Janie. Now, see, at first I thought we had three teens. Turns out we we're gonna have double that amount. And I don't know the I don't know all of their fucking names. Jane, yeah, but we're introduced first to Janie, Tina, and Tony. Um, I don't even know if I. I mean, I guess really. And when I was looking at the cast list for this, it was so weird because all those kids' names, like most of them, aren't even in the main cast list, which is bizarre. Nice. <laughs> isn't that isn't that fucking weird to you? Like. I don't know. It's so fucking weird. Like even on IMDb, I had to go to the like see more to get to all the kids' names. That is weird. Everyone, everyone. I assume there's such like no names, right? They're not in anything else. No, they're not in anything else, which is fine. But like, neither is anyone else. <laughs> like, well, like Julie Adams, I guess. But like, what? Like Damien should be top, I guess. But like Mr. Miller, Mrs. Miller, like who the fuck? I don't even know. 
Tony is one of the kids. Jason Miller. Don't know who the fuck that is. Priscilla's the mayor's daughter. She's in like three scenes total in the fucking movie. And she got over everyone. (laughs) Mrs. Sullivan. Don't know who the fuck that is. (laughs) Vincent Pastore. (laughs) Vincent Pastore got, got billing over everyone. And he is in literally one scene in the movie. For only five minutes. That's it. <laughs> and he's even below everyone else. He's like at the end of like these people. Like even if you wanted to be like, well, he's a big name. Like, well, no, he's not. He's at the fucking bottom of like the main. Line. It's just such an odd. It's such an odd cast. And so you got Janie and Tina. And like, really, when you think about it, the main character, I guess, is the the teacher. Yeah, he he definitely is. He's a protagonist. And I don't know his name. <laughs> Matt oh Matthew. Matthew Morehouse. It's Mr. Mr. Morehouse, yeah. Matthew Morehouse. I, I I never caught his name once. I just referred to him as teacher the entire time in my notes. Um so yeah, so it's it's a very odd cast and it's a very odd story that we're gonna get to, but um the students are in Mr. this guy Math Mr. Morehouse's class. Who is very, he's like that, he's portrayed as like that college professor that's like, like, let me tell you about Walt Whitman. This guy talks about Walt Whitman so much in this fucking fucking movie. (laughs) And he's like talking about a blade of grass and all these things. And he's like, hey, can somebody explain to me what this poem means? And this kid's like, yeah. It's like when my parents don't like black roses and they don't want them to perform here. (laughs) Mr. Morehouse is like, uh, no, don't think that's what it means. <laughs> Which is like the best shit. He's like, yeah, no, I don't think that's what it's about. <laughs> I think it's about something else. Um, but like all the parents hate this band, Black Roses. They think they're satanic. They think they're going to ruin the kids forever. Um, and apparently they've also never even listened to them because when... Black Roses rolls into town. They they do a little Trojan horse routine here. <laughs> they come a little, in a little taste. Little look. They come in all covered up, and they're just singing ballads about their hometown. They're like hometown, <laughs> and all of the parents are like, "Oh, I guess this isn't as bad as I thought." Which is like the most idiotic thing I've ever seen. Because <laughs> like. You've heard them. Being, being that mad. Have they heard them? So, yeah, let's talk about that. Because to your point, they've either heard them and are easily fooled. Being like, well, maybe what I heard was not right. Or they were just outraged for no fucking reason. Which, hey, you know, I've I've heard of this happening. <laughs> <laughs> it For sure. It seems like almost it, it still happens on social media. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe that happened. I don't know. They just took something and ran with it, having no information about it. That would, that's one hundred percent what happened. That would be fucking weird, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and these people didn't even have the fucking internet <laughs> to just word of mouth to, to verify that we do now. So, um, but yeah, the the uh, the the town does not like them. They have a big town meeting, uh, and they're trying to ban the Black Roses for performing. And the mayor is, as we discussed earlier, is very um, pro 
not pro black roses, but like, he was like, Hey, remember when the Beatles came and you tried to, and he like points out one dad in spe- specifically. He's like, remember when you <laughs> ran your son out of town because he grew long hair and the dad just like smiles and is like, yeah, I remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember when I lost my son forever. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me, Mr. Mayor. Uh, and the mayor is basically like, just chill the fuck out. And like, Hey man, like they're coming to our small town. Like this is a, this is a win for us. And the parents are not thrilled. Then we, yeah, meet- but they concede once they pretty much concede once they all sit in on that, that thing. And Correct. they only listen to like one song and the mayor is like, well, it's, it's fucking like five o'clock at night. And the mayor's like, I don't know about you guys, but I got work tomorrow. Everyone, <laughs> literally all the old people are there. Like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Time to go. Dude, they all leave at once. Like, <laughs> like if you were that much against them, you'd be like, I'm going to wait for them to slip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's a very silly scene. We meet another kid, Johnny, who uh, I'm not trying to do any libel here uh, on the horror show. You know, I never do that. But this guy's on cocaine the entire fucking movie. I've never seen somebody run around so much on a screen. Dude, he's he's fucking jittery. He's jumping on shit. Like, he's taking a walk with this girl, one of the girls. And he's running all around. He's jumping off of shit. Like, it was honestly, like, it gave me anxiety. Like, I was like, what is wrong with this fucking guy? It has nothing to do with the story. He's just acting like a lunatic. And he's also making jokes about her being molested by her dad, her stepdad. Yeah. He's like, I heard you got diddled by your stepdad. And she's like, ah, jeez, come on. (laughs) You're like, oh, my God. The fuck? And then he's like, I fucking hate this town. Dude, he's wound up. This guy is wound up tighter than a spring. He, he, and then he's like, I'm going to paint the town red and literally goes and steals red, <laughs> red paint, red paint, just to paint the town red. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, however way you want to look at it, Mr. Morehouse shows up and they're like, scram. Sean, <laughs> Sean he doesn't even see them. He, he's, Fucking so far away, and they're like, "Oh shit!" All they do is have a pan of paint, a can of paint. They haven't done anything. Yet. Like, <laughs> there's no need to run away. You, you could. It's so bizarre. And also, imagine if somebody saw you carrying around red, a can of red paint, and was like, "Wait a minute, are you gonna paint the town? Literally, <laughs> are you literally gonna paint the town red?" <laughs> you would never assume somebody was gonna fucking do that. That's the most idiotic thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> And the and the best part is, again, Mr. Morrison did not see them, but they left a paint can there, which some for some reason lit on fire because because the, the singer was also watching him, which makes no sense. But he left behind like identification, so the teacher like knew that he left the paint can there. Yeah, and his identification was an engraved f- fucking knife <laughs> switchblade. <yeah. laughs> That scene was super fucking weird because, yeah, the kids scram and then the teacher comes up and is like, hey, what's this paint doing here? Then looks up, sees a shadowy figure, which is terrifying in a small town. Uh, and then is just like, huh, and walks <laughs> walks away. And then the paint catches on fire. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Um, but anyway, uh, Black Rose is ready to perform, which I was like, oh, wow, this is, you know, we're kicking this off early. Turns out they'll they'll end up performing eighteen fucking times. <laughs> this is like the fucking vaccines. Like you got to get. <laughs> it takes four doses of the black roses for you to become a fucking demon. 
Um, every everyone in the the crowd is very mild mannered, and you're you, which was a great swerve, right? The Black roses come out; they're covered up from head to toe, like they're not wearing anything outrageous. You're like, oh, all right, and then they start playing these ballads, and the kids are just like sitting, bobbing their head, and you're like, oh, this is <laughs> fucking bizarre. And all the old people, like you said, they're like, all right, uh, we got to get out of here. But except Mr. Mr. Morehouse, who who does leave, but stands in the doorway for five minutes being like, this seems a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he leaves anyway. And then they turn into the real Black Roses, which is just like leather, leather David Lee Roth type jumpsuits. Leather suspenders and leather pants. And uh, not singing uh, all that much more <laughs> risque songs. It's not far from the ballad they were just singing. They're definitely not. It is the most like, it's the most watered down hair metal like you could ever, you could ever imagine. <laughs> oh, Have you ever seen Eddie and the Cruisers? No, I don't think so. I, I know the name. Is it a band or is it yeah. a movie? That's a movie. It came out in '83. Um, it's it's almost identical to this. But it's Is it not really? A movie. It's not a horror movie, but like, so a band comes into town and uh, the guy fakes his death. But it, it, I just wanted to bring it up for anyone who's seen Eddie and the Cruisers. It just reminds me of of, of this so much. Oh, this looks awful. Um, the, the <laughs> it's, it's like Tina's top top three. I was gonna say you definitely watch this because of Tina, but that's fine. Um, what a weird, what a weird movie! And dude, there's a sequel. Have you seen the sequel? There is a sequel. I have not seen it. Eddie and the Cruisers Two. Eddie lives, <laughs> <laughs> which we already know by the end, the last scene. Of <laughs> so it's not even like a Jason thing where you're like, oh my god, he's back. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we know he's a, he lives. <laughs> yeah, Eddie's very much alive. <laughs> Oh man, dude! Uh, speaking of Friday the Thirteenth, not to get off track, which we always do, but um, so James, my son, um, yeah, like we don't—he doesn't watch horror movies, but he's like very interested in the in the culture, if you will, and he's like very, like he knows these characters, but he doesn't know a lot about them, and and so he sees them, so he like he's familiar with the idea of Jason and the mask and like who he is and what he does. But um, but he'll always ask me like, "Oh, did you? Is that a bad movie?" He always asks like if the movie's bad, like in a in a fun bad way. He'll be like, "Isn't that movie so bad?" And like, because he knows that's what we do now, so he's like, he likes to harp on that. And uh, and I was like, I, and he so he was talking about the first Friday the Thirteenth, and he was like, "Is it is it bad?" And I was like, "No," I was like, "It's not bad." I was like, "I don't I don't really particularly love it." Like I like the other one, like I like second two and three more. And then I was like, oh, fuck, this kid doesn't even realize what one is about. And I was like, and I was like, dude, I was like, do you want to know something crazy? And he's like, what? I was like, Jason's not even in the first Friday the 13th. And it blew his fucking mind. <laughs> and like, Plus. just from a concept of like, why would the character not be in the first movie? <laughs> and every time I think about it, it is so insane that they made that leap from Pam Voorhees 
It's fucking legendary, if you think about it. Jason's the most iconic character ever, and he wasn't even in the first movie. Dude, and... I mean, for everyone that's going to yell at me, yeah, I know he was. Yeah, exactly. But, like, the mask, right? The mask is not there. The menacing... The mask is even there for the second one. Well, that's true, too. That's true, too. But even just the menacing big guy, like, fucking, like, that was not even a thought in the first one. And, like, man, like, that's fucking... That's crazy that they morphed it into that. Yeah, and it did. It took three movies to become the character that everyone loves. Correct. That's fucking nutty, man. That's fucking nutty. Brilliant. That anyway. that could not have been planned. Fucking falling into shit there. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's, I, I, I was just debating that in my head where I was like, because what? Oh, like the Fast and the Furious movies, right? Where we were like, that's fucking incredible to back right from Tokyo Drift. Four other movies after that to back write them into Tokyo Drift, right? And you're like, like that's fucking brilliant. Or or was it also a little bit of falling into shit? And like, was Friday the Thirteenth the same thing? Or were they like, eventually we're gonna put a mask on them? There's no way, right? There's no way, absolutely not. All right, so back to the movie. Uh, <laughs> so. The teacher's concerned about this band because the next day at school, the kids are, none of them are speaking. And they're like, fuck Walt Whitman. <laughs> so the teacher gets concerned where he, and he goes and talks to Damien, the, the band leader, and they share what appears to be two glasses of milk. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch that. Very fucking edgy band. Like, fucking, like, come on, man. Like, this is supposed to be, like, a rock and roll band that we're afraid of, and he's, like, drinking a glass of milk with the teacher. <laughs> it's like, hey, man, rock music is rock music. <laughs> um, And that puts the teacher at ease. But, oh, well, sort of, but also on edge, because the, the Damien is like, have fun fucking the mayor's daughter. And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Wait, Sean, can I, can I backtrack? Because I wanted to ask you about this. Yeah. Um, after the paint can scene, right? <laughs> um, the, it goes to school the next day. And that girl's like, hey, can I ask you about last night? And there's a guy in a yellow tank tab who, who's literally just like a passerby. Who's like, ooh, last night. And then just starts starts pretending, <laughs> doing the blowjob motion. Like sticking his, his tongue in his cheek. And he does it for so long. <laughs> There's a few scenes like that in this movie that are inappropriate and just like, what, what, who, who, why is this in here? It's so fucking bizarre. Um, Most obnoxious character I've ever seen. Um, after that, we get the big pussy scene, which, uh, you know, he's, hey, fungal. And he's trying to turn off the stereo. Uh, his kids yes. playing Black Roses. Um, and suddenly the stereo starts melting and there's like tentacles on the speaker. And then this giant bug monster comes out, grabs Big Pussy's face, which, by the way, is Big Pussy the most iconic name ever? It's unbelievable. It's honestly <laughs> unbelievable. Fact- I remember the first, I, I literally remember uh, freshman year of high school hearing people talking about Big Pussy and being like, are these guys talking about fucking porn? Like, no, they're just talking about Sopranos that was on HBO. And now, I mean, you know, we're talking about like 20, more than 20 years after that. Big Pussy is like common, like a name that you could just hear somebody talk about. And you're not like, 
you're not, you're not like, uh, well, not, not offended, but like, you're not like, oh shit, what? What did you, what did you just say? <laughs> Everyone just knows who Big Pussy is, <laughs> which is insane. And also, it would be a nightmare to be, uh, that be called big pussy. Yeah. If you're Vincent <laughs> Pastore and in the streets, everyone every day is like big pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing your grandchildren to school. Like, ah, big pussy. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Thank you. It's <laughs> exactly what I wanted, but Hey, it pays the bills, right? Yeah, man. Is he still alive? Yeah, he is. Dude, he's 75. He Holy shit. Ay, ay, ay. I mean, he looks 75 in this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what? what's his best role? It's Big Pussy. It's uh, Tony. He's in Carlito's Jer- Way, right? It's Yeah, but he's also Tony in the Jerky Boys. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Jerky Boys movie? Remember when the Jerky Boys got a fucking movie? <laughs> that... That's honestly what what a a piece of pop culture there. Ninety five, <laughs> dude. That shit, Johnny and fucking Kamal. Those two fucking guys making shitty prank food, dude. Oh my god. Talk about like a viral sensation before you. Yeah, they're they're the originals, dude. Like that was like passed down to you. Just making prank phone calls, right? Like that was like that wasn't like. I mean, I know they had, like, tapes and shit, but I feel like it was more of, like, an initiation. Like, somebody was like, have you ever heard the Jerky Boys? And then they got you a copy of the tape. Like, I don't think I ever saw an actual purchase copy of it. Like, I I always saw, like, bootlegs. <laughs> I never saw a purchase copy of it. For sure. I, I, I'm with you. Dude, having their own movie, that's so ridiculous. Trying to make... Like, people... That, that's so funny. That, that's actually... Uh, that's interesting, because, like, that movie, He's All That, just came out, and the lead girl is from TikTok, and, like, everyone's like, why are TikTokers, you know, even famous, right? Like, why are they being put in movies? The fucking Jerky Boys had their own... Not only were they put in movies, but they had their own movie. <laughs> that's so stupid. That's a great fucking point, dude. And honestly, like, I mean, to a to a lesser extent, even some of the comedians that they gave 90s movies to, like, going back to Chairman of the Board, which I think we talked about in our patreon yeah. not not here going back to pay- chairman of the board with carrot top carrot top is a f- not a fucking comedian he's not he's not, he, <laughs> he's a fucking prop comedian like that's not this that's different right and to give him a fucking movie is asinine where he used props in the fucking movie like they had to build that into it same shit with like the jerky boys where they were like dude the movie is them doing <laughs> doing prank calls and that get, it gets them into a, like a money laundering <laughs> scheme <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like like the Jackass movie works because right. everyone going into it knows that it's just them right. doing like it's an extension of their show, right? Right. Jerky Boys had a plot. Jerky Jerky Boys had a script. It's fucking ridiculous. Here's here's the the film features two men, Johnny B and Kamal, aka the Jerky Boys, two self-described lowlives from Queens who get in trouble with the mafia when one of their prank calls leads them to discover a money laundering business. The jerkies discover their li- their long-loved hometown bar will be torn down unless they stop their shenanigans. <laughs> when are we doing the jerky boys for the show? Uh, immediately, obviously. <laughs> 
I think so. Okay, so like we're kind of booked up. This is our busy season. So we got we got September's done. October we kind of already have booked up, right? November we'll do probably a couple weeks of Trovember, and then I've got a movie I need to do for for sure for November. I haven't discussed with you yet, but it, trust me, it'll be fine. Mm. It's Oz, it's Oz It's fucking great. Um, and so maybe maybe December we do nineties. Although December we're gonna want to do a Christmas thing too, but there's not many. Yeah, so we can start. The, we can start the New Year. New Year's New Year nineties. It it flows. The the nineties blows. <laughs> Is what? that what you said? No, I said no. I said it flows. Oh, it New flows. Yeah, yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do New Year's nineties. Um, and because and, I know there's a lot of people that have been like, please do more nineties horror movies. We get that a lot because that period was fucking rough. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do that. Um, and we kind of did that last year with uh, fucking what was it? End of days. Yeah. Or was that two? No, that was ninety. That's two thousand. Was, was it? it? 99. Yeah. I, I feel like it was 99. Um, <laughs> honestly, I relate it to... The only way I date that movie is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's appearance on SmackDown. So... And, there you and, go. And who was on that episode of SmackDown? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do that. And we could do the Jerky Boys for, like, Patreon. We could do, like, the non-horror movies. Or maybe we'll do it for a regular show. Who cares? I don't give a shit, but... I mean, we're doing Black Roses right now. We have talked about it for like five total minutes. So we can do whatever the fuck we want. Well, you know, Black Roses is very cut and Black dry. Roses, it, Black Roses is not very uh, plot heavy. It's not. It's actually, I was actually surprised at how little I had to say about, about Black Roses. So that's why uh, I'm getting into the Jerky Boys here, guys. Send us your favorite Jerky Boys moment. Dude, Alan Arkin is in Jerky Boys. Is he really? Yeah. Anyway, Black Roses. So, um, I, I mean, I mean, again, to to those that are listening, like you, you just said, Black Roses is pretty cut and dry. It's quite literally just a band playing and then people turning into demons, and it it cuts back and forth from like that to the classroom. So, if you think we're being all over the place here, we don't really have that much of a choice. It, honestly, this this episode, I was actually a little bit worried. I looked at the clock a little bit earlier, and it was like twenty minutes. And I was like, we were kind of like through the beginning, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was like, this is this is a problem. Like this this is a problem. Like because really, like you're saying, like no, nothing, like not that nothing happens, but you have this same plot device of these the band turning kids into zombies, I guess. Um, but it takes them four concerts to do that. And then in between, we're going back to the school where the same thing is happening, where a teacher's like, hey, are these kids being brainwashed? And then back to the concert where they get another dose of the Black Roses. And then like, it's just like, it's a very slow buildup that you see coming from the very beginning. Right. You know, like, you know what's going to happen. And they just draw it out, like, through, through most of the movie. Um, and that said, it's not hard to watch but it's just it's it doesn't take a lot of time to explain no it's actually it, it be, because of that it's very easy to watch yeah it's like he you know exactly what you're getting and it flows well because it goes from one scene to the next one exactly. scene to the next but in our format it doesn't give us much right so big pussy is sucked through the fucking speaker he's dead yeah 
He's dead. Second night of performances, we start seeing people turn into like skeleton people, which was kind of fucking tight, but nothing comes of that. <laughs> that immediately just, that's the end of that. There's not, nothing happens with those people. Um, at the teacher's house, his car gets vandalized. A rock is thrown through it and a black, a black roses poster is left on his car, which is not very discreet. Um, so he decides to drive around to see what's going on. And now suddenly there's some crime going on on the street. There's some street fights happening. And uh, he's just like, oh, like I, I got to go talk to the mayor. So he's on his way to do that. Uh, one of the characters, Johnny, gets molested by a naked demon. No nudity. All in the shadows. Uh, don't know what this scene brings to the table. But <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Because all the other kids are acting up and, like, murdering people. And J- Johnny was just getting it in with the, the naked demon woman. Because um, yeah. Tony, uh, Big Pussy's son, he runs his fucking mom over. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what the other thing is, man? I wish they just went a little bit extra on the violence and the gore. And I think this would have been nuts. For sure. For sure. That was my, honestly, my only, like, real qualm with it is that not enough happens you're already gore and kills you're already at an r rating dude like he runs his mom over which sounds crazy and it kind of is but it's like the most comedic run like he backs into his mom and you're like oh shit but then she goes flying like a cartoon character and she like lands like a hundred feet away (laughs) and you're like oh all right uh okay like not that wouldn't even kill you like if that actually could have fucking happened um and then johnny fucking goes into his dad's office and is like, Hey dad, I love you. And then fucking shoots him in the head five times. Fucking wild. And then Tina starts playing strip poker with, is that her stepdad or the other girl's stepdad? Uh, great question. But whoever it was, it was the most awkward scene ever. Most inappropriate, bizarre thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. If fucking does don't write that into the fucking movie. It's very unneeded. It's very unneeded. Jesus fucking Christ. But you know what what we didn't talk about? When the alien comes out, did you notice how fucking loud it was? Dude, it was so fucking loud. I've never heard anything make more noise in my entire life. (laughs) No one was alerted to it. (laughs) House full of people. Yeah, no, that was fucking bizarre. (laughs) That was totally bizarre. So... Kids are at kids are the parents are dying and people know back at school. The teacher's like, Hey, I want to write you. I want you to write about Thoreau. (laughs) This one girl's like, there's a poet that's writing rings around this guy. And his name is fucking Damien. (laughs) And they all start chanting Damien, Damien, Damien. And the guy's trying to talk over him being like, would you, would you please write about Henry David Thoreau? (laughs) Uh, then the next scene totally like i get like boy i movies like this man crack me up because it's just like you know like we bashed like um i know what you did last summer but you realize like script writing (laughs) is a pretty critical piece to a film (laughs) because like this makes no sense janie goes to see a therapist and i think it's about her dad dying but like again i can't keep track of these people they all look the same and the therapist is like what would you like to do and she's like i want to scream out a window 
And he's like, oh, that's a great idea. So, so he opens a window and she just pushes him out a window. <laughs> and also like becomes a demon for a split second, but then like immediately returns back to her normal form. Uh, Correct. And is like, how about that for a scream? <laughs> There's like groundskeepers outside that would have seen her do that. But whatever. Yes. <laughs> At what I thought was the final concert, but it's not. It's just the third of four. Three of four. <laughs> At the at the third booster shot for, for the Black Roses, he has an almost entirely full grasp on the kids, but I guess not enough. Um, and he's now speaking in a D- Damien's now speaking in a demonic voice, and he's like, rawr, 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 rawr. Um, and this is followed up by that very long, upsetting scene of a woman just rubbing her breasts and putting her clothes on, and then goes downstairs, and it turns out it's a high schooler, which not not great, and then. Uh, that weird stepdad is like, oh, oh, hey, honey, would you like to uh, sit with me? <laughs> this is fucking upsetting, man. This should not have been a fucking movie. <laughs> and uh, but thankfully, she murders him. Yes, with a fucking ashtray. That same woman or girl, because she's in high school, uh, then goes to the mayor's daughter. She, oh no, she appears in the mayor's daughter's car. Because that mayor's daughter is dating the teacher. Lou Ferrigno's, the teacher. <laughs> Lou Ferrigno's wife is dating the teacher. And she's sitting in the back seat of the car. And, like, the 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 mayor's daughter, whose name... I'll give her a name because I hate saying that over and over again. Priscilla. Priscilla is like, oh, you're the... So, like, Priscilla's familiar with her because she's like, you're the fucking teacher's pet. Priscilla feels like this girl is like... And other people, other people in the town also are like, you're fucking the teacher. This poor girl, like, she's either accused of fucking her stepdad or fucking a teacher. What a fucking nightmare. And um, she's like, you're the teacher's pet. Fucking slits her throat. Great, great scene. I mean, we needed more of that, to be honest. Yeah, that was, like, the only one where you were like, oh, shit. Uh, back at high, that high school, uh, Mr. fucking Morehouse is <laughs> researching, I guess, demons and black roses but he's he's doing it at a high school fucking library. <laughs> like our high school library didn't have shit. Like you, you're not gonna be fucking you. You know, it's not like a fucking research center. It's a fucking. It's <laughs> gonna find hatchet and shit. <laughs> ridiculous. That's a great point. Fucking doing research at their high at their school library. Books were donated to. <laughs> Where they're like, please, we need more books. <laughs> Constantly having like fundraisers, donations. But he somehow, I think he somehow pieces together. Well, I guess he doesn't piece anything together because his big plan is like, let's just burn, burn them all alive. Which also fails at that, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So he goes around trying to find anyone to fucking tell about it. Um, and he ends up meeting up with Julie, the, 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 the girl, the student, who ends up trying to like fuck him and like kissing him and disrobes and she's naked. And have you ever seen a worse, a guy do a worse job of fighting off kisses in a BJ? Like, <laughs> like you make it out with her and being like, Oh God, you should really stop this. And she like gets on her knees and he's like, Oh boy. Well, I mean, this is probably a bad idea, dude. Like come the fuck on. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me. He finally eventually slaps her, which, Pulls the demon out of her. 
And she's one of the ugliest, weirdest looking demons I've ever seen. Yes. Yes, she is. (laughs) It it was not like the demons we saw at the beginning. The best way I could describe them was they kind of looked like gigantic evil versions of those little worms from the Little Mermaid that like (laughs) Ursula made. And but with claws and fangs and like they're just not very like threatening. And also he yeah. fucking he fucking beats the shit, shit out of her and kills her. R.I.P. Little girl. Dude, this teacher. We're gonna get to it, obviously, but I just want to say this before I forget. The teacher's weapon of choice during the uh, finale the finale is so fucking good. Oh, all right, wait. Okay, yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. <laughs> a regular uh, Serena Williams. <laughs> uh, so we get one more night of concerts because they haven't they haven't fucking turned these kids <laughs> into demons all the way. Such a long ass process. But like honestly, this might be the most realistic thing. Like there's no way a demon's gonna turn you in a night, right? <laughs> like the devil's gonna need a few nights to fucking <laughs> turn turn you but the kids are full-blown brain dead like not they're not zombies like they're not they don't have makeup on but they're they're totally like brainwashed i guess right and then the teacher walks in with a can of gasoline <laughs> and some flares and he, but he's crawling around on the ground the crowd is not that big like anyone, anyone would see this bozo crawling on all fours like an idiot and then <laughs> then he starts throwing gasoline everywhere and it still takes the lead singer a minute like dude you would be like what the fuck is that smell <laughs> immediately tiny ass fucking auditorium and uh the the lead singer does realize it though and he's like get him get that man <laughs> And uh, Johnny and Tony grab him, the two kids. They pull him on stage. Damien removes his wig, which you know that something demonic is happening here. But when Damien pulls off his wig, the teacher's like, holy fucking shit. (laughs) That's the big thing for him. He's like, Jesus fucking Christ. You lied about your hair. (laughs) Oh my god! And then Damien starts the entire audience turning into like skeletons. <laughs> right? He's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> uh, but uh, he 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 also starts turning into what I thought was the monster from the first scene, but turns into a totally—I mean, not totally different, but similar, but very different monster from the beginning of the movie. Um, he looks more like the what is that monster called in Star Wars? The Rag Ragnor Ra- Ragnor Rancor Rancor Rancor. I, I I'm gonna look that up because I feel like it probably yeah yeah it looks exactly like the fucking Rancor, like identical. They probably should have been fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they found they found the old prop in the garbage. Holy shit, George Lucas digging <laughs> digging through Hollywood's. Dumpsters. George Lucas threw this piece of shit out. Actually, I'm looking at a scene of it from Return of the Jedi. It's a thousand times better and made fucking a decade prior. Prior. <laughs> oh no, eighty three, eighty three. So only five years prior. But um, he turns into this fucking giant rancor, and they now <laughs> the weapon of choice. Are you talking about the fucking? Uh, what weapon are you discuss- talking? Uh, I was talking about. I was talking about the tennis racket. Be- beating a demon with a tennis racket. Wait, was it a tennis racket or was it a? I thought it was. I thought it was a. I thought it was a, 
like a like a bass drum, but like not from a like a marching band bass drum, like a mallet, like a mallet. That's what they call it. like. A, a, well, I think I think I think I'm thinking. So he definitely uses a tennis racket. He most okay. definitely hits somebody. <laughs> it might have been a scene before this. I don't think it was in the finale, but he is just repeatedly hitting it on the head with a tennis racket. <laughs> I don't remember that. I remember the fucking bass drum mallet from a marching band, which is also idiotic. But none of those, none of those are as bad as the fact that most of this fight is done in a, in a fisticuffs boxing match between a monster and a man. It's like Jason takes Manhattan stuff. Dude, fucking punching the shit out of each other. And the kids are chanting, fight, fight, fight. <laughs> fucking idiotic most idiotic thing um and then he says show's over and then he lights a flare and lights the stage on fire and you're like oh shit he killed them and he runs outside and he's like go save the kids then it cuts and you see the monster is nowhere near on fire and the fire honestly kind of poses no threat (laughs) threat to him whatsoever and you're like oh that's kind of weird is that just bad special effects or (laughs) or is this thing gonna be it was this thing just gonna leave the building uh uh, turns out it's the ladder (laughs) it's the ladder this guy did not do anything he did not save the day um he (laughs) saved the remaining kids but the next day for some reason the mayor and this teacher are hanging out together and on the news, uh, they're like, <laughs> Black Roses is in town in New York City to perform in front of half a million. Madison Square Garden. <laughs> fucking give me a fucking break. Which, by the way, they claim there's going to be a half million people in Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden maybe holds 20,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that this Canadian director was like, Madison Square Garden. Half a million people. <laughs> oh man! And that's actually the end of the movie. That's that's the fucking end. <laughs> that's the fucking. That's how it ends. <laughs> Can I say something? I I think I think. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna say it anyway. Uh, <laughs> I think that you could remake this movie, and I think it could be fucking killer. I agree. We should crowdsource that and. Uh... Get it done. I, I agree. I, I think that this movie has a shitload of potential. I love the fucking idea, and I think it could be done really fucking well. Um, and I'm surprised actually that no one has attempted to like redo it. Yeah, out of out of all the movies, I mean <laughs> I mean, let, let's be real. People remake movies that are gonna be cash grabs because people recognize the name. <laughs> so like when you re- so like everyone's always complaining, like, why are you remaking Texas Chainsaw Massacre because people know Texas right. Chainsaw Massacre. Right. You you announced the remake to Black Roses. People are like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" What? You know that movie <laughs> Big Pussies in for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the biggest selling point. Bring back Vince and and do and pull a pull a Marvel or DC and just bring bring in Vincent again as the same fucking character. <laughs> Hey, you fucking motherfucking stunad fungo, hey. Get the gabagool. (laughs) (laughs) And put John Michael Thor in it also. Agreed. Agreed. We need to get this done. 
Vinny and Vinny and Michael. <laughs> we can definitely do it. Vinny's like seventy-two years old. He'll fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> Won't know where he is. Yeah, it's 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 the <laughs> what is it called? The Saints of fucking the fucking yeah, eight, yeah. eighteen fucking word title. Uh, the new Saints of fucking Newark, New Jersey, or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> yeah, this is the new episode. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta tell you gotta tell young Tony to fucking. I mean, that makes no sense to the story, but whatever. <laughs> Big pussy is somehow older, older. <laughs> And Tony's a child. You're gonna turn. You're gonna turn off. You're gonna turn off Tony's radio. All right, <laughs> that's all I got, man. Um, anything else, man? We got Jennifer's body next week. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I am too. That'll be fun. That'll probably have a you know a story, <laughs> a fucking plot I'm, I'm excited to talk about it i'm excited to watch it i'm really excited about it. i still know what you did last summer and joe uh pitching joe joe programming our october lineup basically the other night and uh I, i'm pumped baby can you remind me <laughs> <laughs> halloween five five which- that's right five and halloween town Part two. Which, which Joe informed me we've covered every Halloween movie except for five, which might be the most horror show thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> Literally the movie, like, dead ass in the middle of all of them. And we were like, no, not that one. We'll save that for a special occasion. Like, they, what the fuck? <laughs> I have to shout her out. I have to shout out Ali Baba, yep. who's... Uh, I can't even say she's. What's even crazy is she found us over our, our hiatus. Um, yeah. But she has listened to like every episode somehow like four times, <laughs> and she is my go. Like so, there'll, there'll be people that reach out to me and be like, "Hey, have you guys ever done this?" And I'm like, you ask her. Jesus Christ, I don't fucking know. So I'll I'll ping Allie, and she'll be like, "No, but you talked about it on this episode." <laughs> she'll be like, "Yeah," or she'll be like, "Yeah, you talked about it on this episode." And like, give the actual episode number, and like, I'll go back. I'll be like, "That can't be fucking right." <laughs> like, I'll go I'll go and verify, and she is. 100% right. So, uh, thank you, Allie. <laughs> yeah, Queen, Queen Baba. That's some queen shit right there to be able to do that because me and Joe need help desperately in that, <laughs> that fucking department. <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know how we haven't talked about every one of those fucking movies. I, I honestly I mean, don't. I think we fucked ourselves in the beginning because we did like the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis yeah. appreciation episode. So, we, we watched, you know, 30 fucking movies for that one episode. <laughs> You know, and just to talk about like the highlights of her career, and then then when people ask us, they're like, "Oh yeah, we talked about it." But we she's not in five, though, right? No, she's not. So it's a bad example. But the, the point. No, is, I know what you're saying. No, I, I, it's it's a good example. But like, I, I was, we talked about H two O and Resurrection, and that right. we never did full episodes on those. Right, but like we did enough where like we can't. I don't know if we could like rehash those movies. I feel like I could talk about Resurrection forever because Buster Rhymes is such a fucking idiot. <laughs> Dude, getting shot in the head, fucking <laughs> wearing a beard. That, that, that was LL Cool J. Oh that. shit, that's that's an H two O. My bad, my bad. <laughs> oh man, fucking great! I love that shit. I tell you when I saw Buster Rhymes recently. I don't know. I I feel like we should talk about it though. Let's talk about it. he um. Because because Buster Rhymes has a reputation of being a great live performer, he always has. People still will say like when you 
if you go on like Reddit and type in like best hip hop performances, Busta Rhymes will come up. Oh. So I had never seen him, and I've seen I've been to hundreds of shows. I finally saw him two years ago, and he played like thirty seconds of each song. And by him playing it, I mean uh, Spliff Star, his sidekick, did most of the rapping while Buster Rhymes just like mean mugged on the stage. Oh and then after like the fifth snippet, he took a water bottle, <laughs> took a water <laughs> bottle, and he poured it all over this lady's head on the front of the like. Just I don't know why, like he took a sip and then just like poured it over upside down and went all over this lady's head and she was screaming at him and he stopped the show and he kept being like oh come on it's just water and then to make her <laughs> to try and like diffuse the situation he opened up another water bottle and poured it all over his head this is the <laughs> middle of a concert poured it all over his head and we got bitten into the microphone and was being like see it happened to me it's not that bad <laughs> I'll say, unbelievable. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. The most childish thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that is actually what children do. Like, <laughs> all right, I'll punch my son. Like, whenever, um, like, I would get too rough with my brothers, and, like, they would start crying, and be like, oh, no, like, I, I like, hurt myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It happened to me, too. Like, you don't need to tell mom. Like, it happened. <laughs> We're even now. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that's amazing. Um Hello, Cool J. Oh. Watch Malignant. Did you tell you and I'm also I'm also telling telling uh, our listeners, watch it so we can discuss it. Alright, I it was on my thing to do. I was so behind on watching movies this weekend though. Um so I actually watched both movies today, which I am never doing that again. Um <laughs> It's like fucking, you know, four hours of your life just like devoted to. I can't do that shit. I can't. I gotta like. It takes me. Look, my kids are at the age where it takes me like two days to watch a movie. So, <laughs> and that's real. Like, I'll, I'll start it after yeah. dinner, and like my kids will like distract. And especially if it's like a horror movie that I don't want them seeing people. Exactly. Stuff. Um. I so it takes me days to watch it. I watched both movies yesterday, and then I had a bunch of... Like, I never watch new movies. I just don't have the time for it. And I had a couple messages like, you guys have to talk about this movie on the show. And I was like... I don't want to sway people by saying this, but I saw Keep It Pretty Vague. But I was like, this movie seems pretty fucking good, and it's James Wan. And the first half of the movie, I was honestly like, what the fuck are these people talking about? Like, why are they telling me to watch this? It's really good. But then then, (laughs) then it gets... uh, Pretty interesting, I'll say. So, um, <laughs> watch it. I don't want to. I don't want to persuade anyone of, right. of my opinion, but right. I would like to talk to you about it. Let's. We're gonna do it next week for Patreon with right. Damon Wayne. With Damon Wayne's bulletproof. Perfect. All right. Awesome, guys. Hey, new merch drop in very soon, so please keep an eye out for that. Maybe I'll set up a site where you can get an email reminder, like I did last time. But I'll do it in advance, actually. Um, and make sure you, you subscribe to us over on patreon.com slash I hate horror. Uh, we got our live show of I still know what you did last summer. That's free. If you're mangle expert tier, uh, the other ones get a discount code for that. And there will be discount. You get, I think it's like a 10% discount for our merch. Uh, if you're a Patreon member. Um, so if you sign up now's a good time to do it. Uh, so head on over there. Patreon.com slash I hate horror. We're on twitter.com. 
uh, slash I hate horror show. We're not on Twitter. I don't know why I'm saying that. We, we don't do anything on there. Uh, uh, Facebook.com slash I hate horror. I hate horror.com and uh, Instagram at I hate horror. Reagan, our uh, manager, is just doing a wonderful job over there. Uh, she met a bunch of you over at Frightmare Fest. Um, so shout out to all of you guys for finding her. And uh, that was really handing out for free. Just trying to get them spread the spread the gospel to the people that absolutely fucking hate us. <laughs> um, Joe, where can they find you? Instagram, Boognish1985. That's perfect. What a what a guy. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Joe, for doing the show with me, as always. And um, that's it. So, uh, Jennifer's Body, next week. I think it's streaming. You can definitely find that one. More than Jennifer and more than this movie. <laughs> so This is on, this is on um, for those who care, after our great in-depth review of it. Uh, it's on It's on Shudder. Shudder? Oh, yeah, that's right. I did know that. I did know that. Um, all right. Awesome. So, watch it on Shudder. And that's it, guys. So for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.